Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Score! Johnny Toronto! I wonder if they can hear it on Long Island. Two on all. Finally, Rostovic. Great save by Anderson. Finally stayed on side. The late man, Matthews. Great move. What a goal. Beauty. Austin Matthews. Matthews flipped it up for Marner. Mitch Marner centering. Hyman to the net. Scores. He took fast down. And his shot trapped is in the corner. All right, here we go. Episode 60 of Not Another Leafs Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network at Ken Stapon, at Leafs Pod, at HockeyPodNet. Reminder that this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, the top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds is an offer that doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings. It's easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. What do we want you to do? Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So the free agency period is well underway at this point, and we've seen basically all the big moves that we think that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be able to do. Um, the goaltending situation that we have discussed in the past with Frederick Anderson departing. He signs on a 
with the Carolina Hurricanes on a two-year deal. And basically, this is a goalie trade. Uh, goaltender Peter Mrazek coming back the other way. I want to start there, but in addition to that signing, the Leafs also signing Nick Ritchie, uh, center David Kampf from Chicago, Andre Cachet, uh, in addition to Curtis Gabriel, uh, some other depth signings as well. But let's start with the goaltender, because this is going to be the position that's going to influence the team the most this year. I don't mind the signing of Peter Morazic. I think that, A, he's familiar playing in a tandem. He played in a tandem in Carolina, and his upside is fairly impressive. He's had some really good years in the past of his career, both as a starter in Carolina and as a starter in Detroit. Last year didn't go so well with him for him. Injury plagued, was never really able to get in the lineup. I uh, believe he only started six games for the Hurricanes all season long. He basically got displaced by the young up-and-comer Nedeljkovic, who basically took over his spot prior to getting shipped out to Detroit. But I like this signing. $3.8 million, so not super rich. You basically have now you know, $5.5 million tied up between two goaltenders, which is a very, very affordable cap hit for your two starting netminders. And the question basically becomes, can Campbell and Morazic stay healthy? As we've discussed before, we know Jack Campbell's history in the league. He hasn't been able to start large numbers of games and stay in the lineup. We saw it with the Leafs last year. Very seldomly was he able to go two games in a row. And definitely not two games on the back-to-back. Mrazek had his injury problems. He had surgery on his thumb last year and missed the majority of the season. So it's going to come down to health for these two netminders. Because I would just expect that at some point in time, one of them, if not both of them, are going to be called upon to be the primary guy while the other one recovers from injury. And it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. If this group is able to outscore their problems, because certainly, although Jack Campbell looked great last year, I would be apprehensive to see that form again. Or apprehensive that we will see that form again, I should say. I mean, the numbers he was putting up were Vesna-like. Setting, breaking league records for most wins in a row. Can you do that again? I'm not sure. And this was the theme for a lot of the Maple Leaf signings, to be honest. I don't want to call them reclamation projects, but they bought low on players who have had less production over the last couple of years, but have higher upside. Andre Cachet, loved the signing. He had some very, very productive years in Anaheim. 20-goal campaign in 2017-2018. But here's the caveat. He's had concussion problems. I believe he only played you know, 
25 minutes or something to the tune of that for the Bruins last year. So is he going to be able to come into this team and fill that role, fill a top six role and be productive again and find that form? Is he going to be able to stay in the lineup? It's a big question. Love the price point. You get this guy to come in on a one-year deal at 1.2, kind of a low price point, prove it. He's going to get an opportunity to play with some very talented offensive players, most likely. So to come in and show me what you got, same thing with Nick Ritchie. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I feel like this guy's been in the league for 10 years. He's only 25. Only 25. He's got a big physical frame. He's going to play a little bit more of that Zach Hyman style where he can go into the corners. I think Toronto's probably hoping if they pair him with some offensively talented players, this production will go up a little bit. He sniffed around 30 points in the NHL a couple times in his career, mostly with Anaheim. 26 points last year with the Bruins. 56 games. So he's not going to knock your socks off with his offensive production, but... He plays a hard game. He plays a physical style game. And again, the theme, the price point is pretty fair, I think. $2.5 million, two-year deal. You're not going to get killed on term. That's a reasonable AAV. Michael Bunting. Oh, I should also mention Nick Ritchie spent a season in the Sioux. Michael Bunting, also a former Greyhound. So, this, I don't know, the the Greyhound references like continue to just be a storyline. With general manager Kyle Dubas spending a lot of his formative years, I should say, in the Sioux. And they signed Bunting. This is another guy that, big upside, but he hasn't been able to do it at the NHL level. Could be a... Nick Patan kind of situation for the Leafs. Because you look at his last couple seasons with the Coyotes, you know, for whatever reason, he hasn't really been able to crack the lineup. He got five games in 2018-19, then 2021, gets 21 games, 13 points. So decent production on on a team that was struggling in the Coyotes. But impressive numbers for their AHL affiliate during that time. 2019-2020, 2019-2020, 58 games, 49 points. The season prior to that, 52 games, 41 points. So he's proven that he can be an offensively productive player at the AHL level. The question is whether or not he'll be able to translate that game now at the NHL level. And I expect he's going to get in again an opportunity in camp playing left wing. Rumor is he took less AAV coming in at 950000 Average annual value of the contract. He took a little less to come home, so respect to Michael Bunting. And again, this is a prove-it contract. Two years, 950000 Could be great value. If he doesn't, doesn't produce, it's not going to kill you on the AAV. A lot of people were upset about this signing. David Kampf, the center from Chicago. $1.5 million, two years, so $3 million total. AAV comes in at one point five. 
This is one of the ones that I'm a little bit unsure about. But perhaps this is just the price that you have to pay for a shutdown center. Because somebody's going to have to come in and win those defensive zone draws, and somebody's going to have to kill penalties. The Leafs obviously lost a very important penalty killer in Zach Hyman. Whether this guy will plug in on the third line or fourth line, like I'd probably be more comfortable in the fourth line checking role than on the third line because the offensive production hasn't been there. Last year with Chicago, 12 points and 56 games. year before that, 16 points and 70 games. So he's not knocking your socks off with his ability to push the puck up the ice and influence the offensive zone. Like I said, he's solid in the playoffs. He's solid in his defensive zone. And Toronto's going to need players like that. With Zach Hyman heading out. And this ultimately is what the bed that the Maple Leafs find themselves in when you're going to pay the big guys the big money. Is that you're going to have to go to the bargain bin and try to find players who have underperformed over the last couple of years who are willing to take a haircut that can maybe help your team and maybe you can help them rejuvenate their careers. We've seen it in the past. We saw them gamble on Nick Patan. Bringing him over from Winnipeg never really worked out. Alex Galchenyak, another member of the Leafs last year who's been a little bit of a suitcase. They bring him in, see if he can contribute to the organization. No word on what his plans are going to be. From what I understand, still testing the free agent market. And I don't blame the general manager or the president for what's happened. Because again, nobody could have predicted a flat cap for several years because of a global pandemic that screwed up the economics of the whole sport. Because it's put them in a cap bind with those three guys dialed in and the cap not inflating at all. Those four guys dialed in, I should say. But now you find yourself in a position where you have to make decisions on key players. Morgan Riley up at the end of the next, this year. I saw a report circling on Twitter saying that Riley might be willing to take $6 million. Why the hell would Morgan Riley take a contract for 5 and a half to $6 million? When everybody else got paid and you see what big offensive-minded defensemen are getting on the open market. Dougie Hamilton goes and signs a $9 million contract. You think Morgan Riley wants to sign in Toronto for a term at five and a half? I mean, I'll get a Morgan Riley tattoo on my ribs if that's the case. Ultimate hometown guy, ultimate team guy, but I can't see that. So you have to figure out where you're going to find the money to sign him or where you're going to move him to to bring back assets because you can't have players continuously walk away as UFAs at the end of their contracts. And you certainly can't afford to do that with Morgan Riley. 
it'll be a transition year for this team. Foligno decides that he's going to go and sign in Boston. Bogosian heads back to the Lightning. Hyman, seven years at five and a half in Edmonton. We mentioned Alex Galchenyak, who will be looking for, that'll make it, what, eight? Eight franchises for Galchenyak if he moves to another one. Guys played for almost a third of the league. But this is basically the team now. Unless the manager decides that he wants to make a move, and Alex Kerfoot's name has been tied into that, as basically one of the only contracts that you can move and save money on. This is going to be the group. Is it good enough? Remains to be seen. And ultimately we won't know until the playoffs next season whether or not it's good enough. Thank you for listening to episode 60 of Leafs Pod on the Hockey Podcast Network. Toss us a follow on Twitter at Ken Stapon, at Leafs Pod, at HockeyPodNet. We'll catch you next time.